Today's Issues continues on AFR with your host, Tim Wildman, president of the American Family Association. Hey, welcome back, everybody, to Today's Issues on the American Family Radio Network. Tim, Fred, and now Steve Jordahl. Good morning, Steve. Good morning. Uh, Michelle Bachman, the former congresswoman from Minnesota and a friend of Jan Markell's, by the way, and is on with her a lot. Uh, we are uh, scheduled to have her on our show in a few minutes, Michelle Bachman. And so uh, we look forward to to that. She, Brent talked to her, and she said she'd call us back in a few minutes. And what are we going to talk to her about, Steve? There is a uh, vote that's going to be happening at the World Health Organization, not this next week, but the week after, that uh, the United States is actually proposing amendments to health and uh, World Health Organization policy, which would give the World Health Organization the ability to set health standards in this country. In other words, remember all the lockdowns and the and the masks and the mandates. The CDC's over that here in the U.S. Though, well, yeah, but they're ceding all of that. They're giving all of that authority they want to to the World Health Organization. Who wants to? The United States. The Biden administration proposing these amendments that would uh well okay that's what she's going to talk about yes all right all right what do you got steve well let's uh let's start let's start here um you talked uh yeah um last hour about the we've already played kamala harris not, really, no, i don't want to play kamala okay you, you know, <laughs> we've used up our quota of kamala yeah. harris quotes today so so, so but this uh, this abortion debate it, it, it's bringing out the strange and we often say, you know, when um, if you want to get somebody on abortion, say, well, your mom was pro was pro life. You you were born, so you know, at least you're here. Right. You know, and they, they they sometimes have a hard time kind of pushing back on that. Yeah, well, I guess maybe I we found one that actually is is not pushing back on that. Said, yeah, I wish I wasn't born. It's just the saddest thing in the world. But I want you to hear. This is a protester that was outside one of the Supreme Court justices' homes and was interviewed. And listen to what she has to say. Cut four. It's my body. It's my choice. My, As I said before, my mother didn't have a choice, so I'm here. But I had 57 years of misery. If she had a choice, she would have made different decisions. And I might not have been here. Nobody would have been the wiser. Give her her choice. But rather than she having a choice, a choice was made for her because she didn't have it. And she brought teacher into the world that she didn't want. <laughs> Wait a minute. This lady there we're hearing is protesting at a Supreme Court justice's home. Yep. And she's saying, I've had 60, that's what I understood. I've had, I've had 67 years of misery because my mom didn't abort me. Right. I'm not going to yep. tell you. That's original. I've never heard that argument before, Fred. Well, that's, you, that, you talk about You bizarre. shake your head. This is a woman out protesting in favor of Roe v. Wade. And she is saying that, you know, I've had yeah, whatever, 50 yeah. some years of misery. misery. She said, and if, if my mother would have had the right to abort me, the world would have been a better place. Right. And I wouldn't have been here talking to you today, basically what, what she's saying. What a horrible, uh, I know how she doesn't value her life. She says no. it's terrible. My life is terrible because my mother didn't have the right to abort me. Yeah. That, wo that woman needs Jesus. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Next story, Steve. 
All right. Um, let's. I got uh, sound clips by uh, the galore here. Um, oh, let's talk about this. Who's galore? Galore. Galore is a person that gives me sound clips. Oh. <laughs> Oh, galore. galore. You got sound clips galore. galore. But um, let's do this okay. because there's a, uh, a, a, a food shortage, for ba- a baby formula shortage that's going on that's right pretty, now in this country. That's a pretty it's, serious thing. That's a pretty serious issue. It right? is starting to be uh, cr- uh, critical. It's starting to, the people are starting to not be able to find food for their, their babies. Um, according to The Atlantic, this is reading from The Atlantic, America's baby formula shortage has gone from curious inconvenience to full-blown national crisis. There was some... Um, why, why is this? Well, there has been some uh, some call recalls. I guess there was some disease or... Not disease. Some... Bacteria. Bacteria that had, in, that had gotten in one of the manufacturers. There's also the supply chain mess is getting in the middle of that for some reason i'm not sure where we get all our baby formula from but it's it's not local um grown it's not made it's made here maybe but it's but we need the supply chain from overseas ingredients Ingredients come from we're talking about like for infants who don't breastfeed yes and they're given um infamil i guess what we used to is that a brand name or a anyway um that's what we're talking about. Babies. Baby formula. Baby formula. Go ahead. So uh, the, 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 um, there are three factors, according to the Atlantic, that are driving the shortage. Bacteria, which we talked about, a virus, and then the trade policy. The recent death of at least two infants from a rare infection, uh, the Food and Drug Administration is investigating Abbott, which is a major producer of infant formula. Who is? Abbott. A-B-B-O-T-T. Oh, not to be confused with Governor Abbott. No, Not to be Texas. confused. Okay, gotcha. Even though there are plants in Texas, right? Uh, they have, um, well, Michigan is where oh, Michigan? this particular plant. That's they where had, Gerber Foods is, Michigan. Yes. It might be, might be under Abbott. I don't know. Um, but the pandemic also uh, snarled up the supply chains. Um, during the, and this is, again, quoting from uh, the Atlantic, during the spring of 2020, the formula sales rocketed upwards as people stockpiled formula like they stockpiled toilet paper, so people kind of hoarding it because they didn't think they'd be able to get it, and they haven't gotten off of that uh, shortage yet. And uh, America's regulatory and trade policies, the FDA's regulation of formulas is so stringent that most of the stuff that comes here out of Europe is illegal to buy here. Um, so, so, uh, what, what, so what's going to happen? What's going to be done to resolve this? Well, yesterday the FDA... Uh, did get permission to Abbott to start producing again. Again, are y'all talking about a company named yes. Abbott? Yes, okay. yes. Here, here's what the the latest controversy in all of this and it's being talked about in the networks today, it's like the Biden administration hasn't been doing anything about this, but it's because all of a sudden some of the networks are starting to put attention on this because they're talking to moms across the country who are going to the big box stores, whether Sam's, Costco, or whatever the case may be, the shelves are empty. They've got babies. There are some moms in the country who cannot breastfeed, and they have little two-month-olds. These two-month-olds are depending on these formulas uh, for nutrition. So this is this is pretty serious for a lot sure. of families. Yeah, it is. Uh, you know, uh, my, my youngest daughter uh, has a, a little one six months old, and uh, we went looking two nights ago here 
in her home base of Tupelo, she lives in South Carolina, to find some formula. We found two packages here that we're now going to ship to her in Columbia, South Carolina, because she can't find it on the shelves there. So this is happening all over the country. I've heard other stories of family members living in one part of the country, going out panicking, going store to store to find something to ship to a loved one somewhere else in the country. So that's what's going on. And then some uh, babies have allergies. Allergies, correct. That that they need certain kinds of of, uh, baby food, right? Correct, correct. So... So this is serious, and what the Biden administration's in trouble for is that they're acting very late. Like I say, just yesterday, the FDA finally gave approval to this Abbott uh, manufacturing company in Michigan to start producing at least a couple of versions of this formula once again. Yep. Yeah. I don't think this has ever happened. I've never heard of it happening before. There's an awful lot of things that are happening these days that have never happened before. Well, that's true. All right. Next um, story. Our, our president is getting angry. Uh, we're really? not sure exactly why he's about, getting angry. About this issue? Well, uh, he might be angry about this issue. I don't know. But whenever he talks, he seems to uh, have this angry tone. He was angry uh, the other day about uh, people years ago or at some point in time not being able to get yeah. Who is he speaking to right here? He Some is, union. Uh, he was at uh, the Electrical uh, Union of Electrical Workers, I believe, the IBEW, and he was giving a speech last night. And and uh, last just, night, yesterday. Some okay. Point. Uh, I just want to let you hear a little bit of the anger that our president is trying to persuade. I think he thinks because his administration is in trouble that if he gets angry, people will think he's serious in doing something. That's the only thing I can think of because I don't really understand what he's angry about here at Cut 11. Remember those long lines you'd see in a television? People lining up in all kinds of vehicles just to get a box of food in their trunk. How quickly we forget people were hurting. And what did the MAGA crowd want to do? Forget it. Forget it. This is the United States of America. The idea that people would have to wait in line an hour, hour and a half to get a box of food in their trunk. It's just unbelievable. Now, I don't and remember. The usher, and the ushers are going to come now. <laughs> and actually, he sounds like he's, at, he's holding a revival. Out in the, out at a stadium somewhere. I'm I am confused as to what time frame he's talking about. Is he he's going, confused too? He's thinking about the seventies with Jimmy Carter, long lines for gasoline. At at one point I, I kinda wondered remember people there were some people that uh were getting short on food and they were lining up during a period of the pandemic. During the pandemic? Yeah, was he I'm and I'm trying Is to Is that what he's that, talking about? But he's trying to blame the fact that they had a lineup for food on oh, MAGA on Trump supporters. I know it's I, bizarre. This doesn't make any sense. No, I think I don't think he's. I, I don't. I doubt he's on script right there. I don't think the teleprompter. There are food shortages going on right now, but they're kind of his fault. So I'm not sure. Well, that's why I'm wondering what time frame is he talking about? The days of Jimmy Carter. 
you know, going back to late 70s. Well, all the 80s. long lines for gasoline. That's what long I thought he was talking about. Long lines for gasoline. Is, is that what he's talking about? No, but then he switched over to get a box of food in your trunk and that the Republicans don't care whether people get their box of food in their trunk or not. Yeah, then he throws MAGA in there, <laughs> you know. What are you talking about, Mr. President? You know what? He, you know what? Uh, you ever seen those comic strips where they have the little bubble out from somebody's head on what they're really thinking? <laughs> right. Yes. What? What? So as Biden is speaking right there, uh-huh. I, I, I'm guessing he's he, he's free rapping. Is that what you call it? You know what I'm saying? He he's he's just going off the cuff right there. I don't think that's a teleprompter speech right there. Yeah. We- so the bubble out from his head while he's telling you that. MAGA people are against uh, folks having a box of food in their trunk. He's that really out to the side. He's thinking, uh, work with me, people. I got nothing. <laughs> it's interesting. You see that huh? at the bottom of the Fox feed on Fox yeah. News every day, they have a, a cartoon um, illustrator, a cartoonist right. who does political cartoons. And and when he uh, draws Biden, his name is Branco. When he draws Biden, he has a couple um, things that he puts with every picture of Biden. The first thing is a teleprompter with Obama's image on it. The second thing is he's holding a baby sippy cup because, uh, you know, and uh, between the sippy cup and the hand, he has blood on his hands from Afghanistan. But then he does have one of those thought bubbles, and it's always empty. There's nothing there. Well, that's a good point. I don't know what the fellow's talking about there. He's the president of the United States, but maybe he could explain it. But the only, I, he was all over the place. I, I was thinking long lines for gas in the seventies, and you're, uh-huh. you're you're thinking maybe it's uh, there were food shortages during the pandemic early on. When remember all those cars around the country would line up for a box of food. Remember that. But 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 is he blaming President then President Trump for shutting down a lot mm-hmm. of the economy? Remember President Trump was taking the advice yeah, of he, Dr. Fauci. I, I don't know. You you'd have to. He's unclear. You know what? He, we we just, need a we need a bubble every time he speaks. Yeah. To explain to us what he's thinking. I know. It's just. He just. I don't know. I don't know what he's thinking about. Who knows? I, I think people. This is what people kind of come to expect right now with President Biden is you, another day. Yeah. Another. But to Steve's point, maybe it's code. Maybe maybe maybe, he, he's maybe he's thinking if if I sound angry, yes, then uh, people will overlook that right. I don't know what I'm talking about. Right. So you raise your voice, you get louder, get really angry. Yeah. And all right, go ahead, Steve. Let's talk about this World Health Organization thing. We're going to have Michelle Bachman on, and I'm not sure if that's going to happen. She's been detained, but this is important. She's been detained. <laughs> Um, I don't know. By who? I don't know who. I, I heard. I, huh? I hear there's a TV camera involved, perhaps. But okay, do we need uh, a helper? I don't. We'll we'll find out. I'm not sending any help. But this is this is important stuff. So the United States, the Biden administration, is sending some uh, proposals to the World Health Organization. There is going to be a meeting of the World Health Organization in Geneva. It's called the World Health Assembly. May 22nd to 28th, that's not this next week, but the following week. The United States is is asking the World Health Organization to amend it the rules to how it deals with health emergencies. Basically, the United States is giving up 
its authority to impose its own rules or sanctions or mandates and will, is going to want the World Health Organization to be able to come in and mandate it for us. Who's for this? Uh, well, the Biden administration. Uh, I don't think you can do that constitutionally. I'm not saying they're not going to try. And Michelle Bachman was, uh, is going to be on to talk about this today or another day. Yep. And I know you don't know the answer to that necessarily, Steve, but I just think I'm shocked that Dr. Fauci and the CDC would want to say, hey, we want the WHO to take over for us. Um, I know they're, they're, uh, they're twins ideologically, yeah. CDC and who, but still. But I, I, I think if, if you know these reports are true, um, then I think what you're seeing in the latest demonstration, Joe Biden is a globalist. He's a globalist. He believes in giving seeding power of the United States to a global body. Yeah. So I think in his head uh, that he would like to see the World Health Organization be given the power to dictate policies for the whole world yeah. during times of pandemics. So what? basically the CDC would be taking orders from the World Health Organization. The World Health Organization would have decision-making authority to intervene to the United States it, government policy without when, our permission. Right, who's going to vote on this, and when is it going to be voted on? Well, it might never be voted on because you know that, well, okay, it's going to be voted on at this summit in Geneva by the World Health Organization. The United States, I have a letter here from the U.S. Um, for, uh, diplomatic is the basically the United Nations embassy to the, the United States embassy to the United Nations is behind this the permanent mission of the United States uh, to uh, the United Nations and they are saying we are submitting these proposals and it would and basically what it does is it seeds all of our sovereignty over our bodies our churches our businesses to the World Health Organization. Fauci is not satisfied with the way that we responded to this pandemic, and yeah. he's going to make sure that, uh, that we don't have work. that. We, I that, hope that, you're right. Uh, no, no, I'm not saying they're not going to try. I'm just going to say, and Michelle Bachman will can tell us more. I know it's serious. Don't misunderstand me, but I just don't think. Both Michelle Bachman and Frank Gaffney with the Center for um, for Security Policy, who we hear on our air here, are very concerned about That's this. That's almost like a treaty. Mm. And it, treaties yeah. have to be ratified. Yes. You, you can't just hand over national sovereignty from a vote by some international organization on— You would hope not. On— to, that that goes against the U.S. Constitution it just doesn't work that way. You would hope not, but um, we haven't. Uh, the Senate hasn't voted on a treaty in in years yeah, that I know I of, know. and we've joined and unjoined the Paris that's Climate That's a serious Accords issue, and, and we'll get Congressman, former Congresswoman um, Bachman on to talk about it. Steve, you did a great job of synopsizing, but that's we'll we'll get back yep. to that story. What do you got next? All right, um, <laughs> we uh, we talk a little bit about. Let's uh, see if we can. Take this to the end. Um, to the end of what? <laughs> to the That's end kind of, of the kind of ominous, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> Take this it, to the end. Well, what I'm ta we're going to talk about seems like it's it's a little humorous, but it seems like it might be the end of our civilization as we know it. Um, we have been uh, talking about the confusion around sexuality and gender in this country, 
Oh, Fred and I aren't confused, but yeah, you're right. A lot of people that uh, Supreme Court justice nominees, she's confused, but go ahead. Well, I want to bring you a new gender that I was unaware of until yesterday. Um, did you know that you can be cake gender, as in the layered cake, chocolate or vanilla cake gender? What what, what does my face on my it, what does the looks, look on my face say to you, Steve? Right confused. now, confused. <laughs> A little confused, but this is from our friends at the Libs at TikTok website, and I want you to hear this. We don't know who this person's name is, but she's explaining what she is going to call xenogender. Okay, but uh, she's. Um, I'm willing to get. I'm willing to hear. I'm willing to hear out. All right, let's see. Let's, let's see if it makes see, any yeah. sense. This All is right. cut twelve. Okay, I would describe xenogenders as a gender that could not typically be be described with terms such as masculinity, femininity, neutrality, androgyny, things like that. Uh -huh. It's more of not how you relate to a particular gendered um, experience, but more of how you relate to things. For example, cake gender. Um, I know a few people who personally use this. Um, it's typically described as them feeling light and fluffy or sweet and warm and mm. It's not something that you could typically describe with the terms masculine, feminine, androgynous, etc. Another example of cake gender uh -huh. would be if someone feels like they have different layers or flavors to their particular yeah. gender. I don't know what she is, but I know her cake gender has a lot of nuts in it, that's <laughs> for sure. <laughs> if I'm her parent, I'm telling her to go to her room <laughs> right now. You need to go to your room and, and think about what you just said. Yeah. <laughs> Huh? She she has a wonderful career as a college professor. That sounds like a, a typical college professor at any, right where co she any college or university in America. Yeah, she get up there some a kind cake. Of what? What you call it? Cake gender. Now what? You got this from this uh, libs of TikTok. It is a it is a a web a, a TikTok site. Oh no, actually it's a it's a Twitter site. A it's Twitter a Twitter site. site, but this lady goes on to. Uh, TikTok because the liberals they do stuff like this yeah they, and, these liberals slash progressives they they say stuff like this out loud like this nut job we just heard right there mm -hmm. and 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 they and they, they want people to take them serious that's it so she's saying a new we got a new gender it's called cake it's called what Fred cake so we got a cake gender uh, now do you uh, what pronouns do you use cake self she was serious. I know she was. You know, every she, gender comes with its own pronouns, doesn't it? Oh, soft and fluffy and sweet and what? Layered. I have layers. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I get up one day and I say there's hope for our country, and the next day I get up and say we're toast. Huh? When I hear this, I say we're toast. If 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 the what, what do you call the after millennials? What what came after the millennials? Gen X. You know? Gen Z. Gen Z, Gen Z. Is there another one after Gen Z yet? Uh, I think there is. The okay. little baby. Was this a Gen I'm, Z? I'll or, name it. Was Gen, that a, Gen Hope? <laughs> was that a Gen Z or right there? It sounded like about a twenty-one year yeah, old. Yeah, about that. Dingbat. <sighs> Excuse me. Getting a little, you know, carried away with my criticism, huh? Uh, anyway, I don't know. They need some. Wait, that is not. They need some perimeters on their life. It they goes really do. Millennials, Gen Z, and then Gen Alpha are those whose births start in 2013. But isn't Alpha sort of a male well, connotation? You need I, to get rid of that. That's right. <laughs> You're going to have to. Huh? The, 
the uh, the currently ten year olds are going to have to figure that one out. Yeah, I take. That. I think that a lot of the millennials are having to come back to reality here. They started a lot of this silliness, and now they got three kids. Bring them back, and huh? That last piece of audio takes the cake. <laughs> Did you plan that, Fred? No, it's just... okay. That's just came up top of. All right, uh, top of Fred's head there. We'll see you tomorrow, everybody. Trivia Friday.